Good evening, everyone. It is uh, nighttime here in Memphis, Tennessee, and welcome to Therapy Talk. Um, I'm your host, Caroline Schatz. I'm a licensed professional counselor here in the good old state of Tennessee, and um, I'm excited to be here. I feel like some of these late night chats um, sometimes can can be really awesome. So I hope that you gain something from our little our little conversation. Um, a lot of times I don't really ever know what I'm going to talk about, um, but actually I have an idea. I have I have a plan, and um, it's something I'm really passionate about. Something I have always wanted to really do in my um, own counseling practice. And I'm really excited to, to give you guys a brief little overview of it. So I'm sure you have all heard the term holistic. Holistic is a buzzword. Everybody's talking about it. Holistic medicine, holistic therapy, all all the things. And holistic means that you're treating the whole person naturally, right? So you are looking at the physical, the emotional, the spiritual, and the mental side of things. And so when we have this kind of whole person approach to therapy, for example, holistic counseling, holistic therapy, again, buzzword, something that everybody claims to be, well, Maybe that's not true. I think there are some people that don't claim to be holistic, but it's it's very um, it's very hot right now. You could say when someone claims that they are a holistic therapist, they are generally saying that they are going to use a variety of interventions that are going to address all these different components right? So they're going to be looking at physical health. So um, maybe your diet, maybe um, your physical activity, things like that, right? They're going to look at your emotional health. So what's going on with you emotionally? Are you depressed? Are you anxious? Are you are you still recovering from a traumatic um, episode in your life? And, and you're trying to get through that. Um, mentally, kind of where this kind of goes hand in hand with the emotional piece, but mentally, where are you at? What sort of thoughts are you having? You know, emotions, let me get a brief disclaimer here. A lot of times people get your thoughts and your feelings confused. Um, so let me just clarify a feeling or an emotion is something that you experience in your body, right? So deep sadness with depression or anxiety is, you know, that really jittery on edge feeling overwhelmed fear sometimes comes with anxiety as well. So that is the feeling behind depression or anxiety. Now the thought, the mental side, the thoughts that are happening are going to be almost like, you know, that conversation you have with yourself when you're having a a thought is something like, I want to go and eat a salad for lunch today, or I wonder if Sally is mad at me, 
or my husband never takes out the trash when I ask him to. So thoughts are more along those lines. A lot of times when I say, when I ask clients to kind of differentiate, well, how are you feeling about this right now? They say, oh, well, I'm feeling like I wish that she would do something different. I'm like, okay, that is a thought. A feeling is you're feeling frustrated or you're feeling annoyed or you're feeling angry, right? So anyway, sidebar going back. Um, so we've got physical, emotional, mental. So again, what are your thoughts? What are your thoughts looking like every day? Are you ruminating on the past? Are you constantly thinking into the future, worrying about things that may or may not happen? Um, mentally, what's going on with you? And then spiritually. So spiritually does not necessarily mean religion, right? A lot of people think, oh, you know, spirituality is you know, going to church. I'm, I live basically on the buckle of the Bible belt, you guys. So there's a church on every corner. Actually, when one of my friends who lives in France um, came to visit me here in the U.S. and came to Memphis, she was like, why are there so many churches? I'm like, girl because you're in Tennessee. So anyway, um, spirituality does not mean religion. For some people it does, right? If you were raised in a certain um, faith or, or denomination or, or church, then that might be spirituality for you. But it can also be completely different. It can be any belief in a higher power. Some people feel a very spiritual connection to Mother Earth. So being outside and in nature can be almost like a spiritual experience for people. Um, for some people, spirituality is just kind of getting in touch with their own heart and their own desires and, um, and kind of that manifesting, another buzzword, manifesting, right? Manifesting things, mindfulness, being fully present. So spirituality can mean a lot of different things, but do you, do you feel this deeper sense of connection to something bigger than you? That is spirituality, right? So when we're, when we're looking at working with a client holistically, we're looking at integrating those, those four parts, right? And in therapy, that might look like, oh, okay, we're going to do a yoga practice, physical. Um, we're going to do some um, mindfulness work, which is mindfulness and meditation are different. Um, might be able to do a whole episode on that. But briefly, mindfulness is being fully present in the now. So maybe checking in with the senses, knowing what is happening in your body, what you are experiencing in the here and now. Meditation is an actually like a mental practice, right? So um, you're focusing more on kind of your thoughts and self-awareness and um, it's less of the physical, more of the mental side of things. And it, it's, again, I could go on about this, but meditation is fantastic for the physical body. It's fantastic for the emotional body as well. Um, but mindfulness is kind of more focusing on what you're experiencing in the here and now in your body. So maybe in doing some mindfulness, we can check in with the emotional body. And then mentally, maybe we do some meditation. Maybe we do some CBT, cognitive behavioral therapy, because we have to change our thoughts a lot of times to shift our perspective and wellness. And CBT 
is like there, they're getting that help, they're getting that support, and maybe they do have a spiritual practice, right? And so those four pillars that we've spoken about, the holistic side of things, they are like so solid. But inevitably, that person can't just live in like this little bubble they've created. They have to interact, right? So maybe they go to a job that their boss is always yelling at them, right? Or maybe just the environment of their workplace is very, very toxic and icky and drains them of their energy. So it's basically like they're doing all of this work and really filling their cup, right? Filling their cup and doing great and feel so good. And then they go to work and that cup is drained. And then they come home and they're exhausted and they fill the cup again because they know, okay, well, I can do this. I can reframe this thought. I can meditate when I get home. I can pray before bed. I I can do all of these things. And they refill the cup and the cup is full, but then it gets drained again. The next day, you see how this would just become this this cycle and and this exhausting cycle, goodness gracious, who wants to constantly have to work that hard? I mean, don't get me wrong. Growth, personal growth is a challenge. It's hard. But if you are constantly affected by, if you're constantly being negatively affected by your environment, that is, you're going to burn out, right? So it is so important that our environment reflects what we are trying to work on personally. Whether that is your environment in your home. So if you are doing all of this work to, you know, you know, grow personally and your home doesn't reflect that, maybe your home is cluttered. You don't have to live in a super nice house. You don't have to even live in your own place, right? Maybe you only have a room that is yours. Maybe you have roommates. Shoot, maybe you still live at home with your parents. I don't know what your circumstances are, but your space, your immediate environment does not reflect where you're trying to go. It it can kind of bring you down. It can take it can empty that cup that you're trying to build. Same with your relationships. So socially, Are you in a relationship with a partner that is helping to facilitate growth? Are you working in an environment that leaves you drained and you're surrounded by coworkers that are negative Nancy's or negative Nellie's and are constantly leaving you feeling depleted and angry and anxious or sad and If the answer is yes, then you're never going to catch up because even on the best of days, you're going to still be exhausted. You're still not going to have your, your cup's not going to be overflowing. Right. And y'all, I mean, I've been doing this work. I've been practicing yoga and meditation and got, I've had adult coloring books for years before adult coloring books were even cool. I've been on that train. Okay. And y'all, there are days that we don't want to do it. There are days that I don't want to do my gratitude journal before bed. There are days that yoga, hell no, I'm not doing any yoga today. There are days where we feel off and we don't want to do it because we're human. Right. 
But if you're constantly going through the cycle of filling your cup and then emptying it and filling it and emptying it because you're in this unhealthy environment or surrounded by unhealthy relationships, then that one day that you fail to do the the things that refill the cup, now your cup is depleted. You're in like a negative state with your cup, right? Then you have to work doubly hard to get back to it. And I'm sure there's someone out there that's like, girl, yes, I have been there because we've all been there. Two steps forward, one step back, right? That is growth. That is, that is healing. That is change. But it doesn't have to be so hard. There are ways that we can make changes that can help facilitate our growth. We can cut out that toxic friend that always is complaining. We can set boundaries with family members that really drain our energy, right? There's all these different ways that we can change our social and our environmental factors. So then they match what we're doing with our whole body, with all this holistic work we're doing. Now we're integrating these external sources that are going to make a huge difference. So integrative therapy, integrative medicine, they're looking at the whole picture. It's not just saying, okay, what did you have for breakfast? It's what did you have for breakfast? Who did you eat breakfast with? What did you talk about over breakfast? And then what did you do after breakfast, right? It's asking those extra questions to really get behind what is a person going through? What is a person experiencing? And so my, one of my personal goals in in terms of integrative therapy is learning how to look at all of these factors. And generally we do what we call a psychosocial assessment when we, when we first take on a new client and that includes all this stuff, right? So you're asking all of these questions, but I want healing to be bigger than just my client, right? I want to really help clients to cultivate a life that is conducive to where they want to go, who they want to be. So I am thrilled to slowly begin to bring this into my practice. Again, I've been doing holistic therapy for, God, since I started doing therapy. I've been a yoga teacher now for years. And um, so yoga therapy has always been something that I've been passionate about and done. I've always been really into Ayurveda, which is the sister science of yoga, which I really really want to keep talking about because y'all, it is so freaking cool. Again, Eastern versus Western medicine. There's this whole, there's this whole difference and, and yet similarities in the two. So Eastern medicine is more like traditional Chinese medicine, TCM, it's Ayurveda, it's yoga. It's all of these practices that have been around for, you know, thousands of years. And then we have Western medicine that is a lot of times medication driven. It's acute, it's emergency medicine, right? So it is like really intense here and now. And both of these forms of medicine, Eastern and Western, both have such strengths. 
Western medicine is freaking fantastic because if you're having a heart attack or you need to have a, a limb amputated or you're in a terrible car wreck, you want Western medicine. You want an ambulance to come and pick you up and take you to the hospital and give you blood transfusions and do all of these fantastic things that can keep you alive, right? Western medicine is so good at acute, right? Here, we can give you this medication that's going to lower your blood pressure. We can do something to stop the bleeding immediately. We can remove brain tumors. I mean, we can, we can do all of these fantastic things to help people survive. Eastern medicine, on the other hand, is it's much more holistic. It is integrative, right? And it is more useful when you're looking at chronic illnesses, right? So a lot of times when you go to the doctor and complain about a headache, what's going to happen? They're going to give you medication. Oh, you've been having headaches here. Here's some Tylenol. Here's Excedrin. Here's, uh, here's Imitrox. Here, here are these meds that you can do, that you can take to stop the pain, right? Now, if you're going to go and look at a whole body, a more holistic approach, a more Eastern medicine approach, it's going to be, well, so tell me what is going on. Well, I'm, you know, I'm working really late and uh, my partner and I are, are fighting and um, I, I'm eating out, I'm eating McDonald's every day and it's like, huh, okay. So socially, emotionally, mentally, environmentally, you are on the struggle bus right now. There's a lot going on. Could this headache be stress induced? Yeah. Probably still take the Tylenol. I'm not saying that medication is not useful. It totally is. Medication has such an important role to play in keeping people alive and helping people manage, you know, illnesses. But are there other things? Are you drinking any water? Could this be a dehydration headache? Do you need to start, you know, filling your cup up? We are in the Memphis heat, honey. You gotta... <laughs> got to rehydrate in the summertime. So are there other factors that could also be playing into this whole headache debacle that you're going, that you've got going on, right? So that being said, there are, there are these two separate forms of, of medicine that together are there, they're perfect, right? Again, we, we can't necessarily just write off medication. There are going to be people who need medication, but are there things that yoga and meditation, eating a plant-based diet, uh, drinking lots of water, getting your eight hours of sleep, are there things that we can do that can maybe reduce the number of medications you're on? Can it reduce your symptoms? So those PRN meds, you only have to take them you know, once a day or once a week, right? And and so that is the whole idea behind Eastern medicine, Ayurveda and TCM. It's being able to treat the whole person, right? Integrative holistic medicine. Here we are. So all that to say, there is so much value. And, and y'all, I know I said plant-based diet and I may have lost some people there. I myself am still working on the plant-based thing. I struggle with eating my veggies. I'm not going to lie. Um, so I'm not going to sit here and make you think that I um, am some, you know, 
Ayurveda guru or anything like that. I'm definitely not. Um, I'm human just like the rest of you. Um, but there has been a lot of proof showing, a lot of research showing that these regular practices, the practice of Ayurveda and TCM, that they can make a huge difference in how we feel. So all of this to say, I really, really would like to continue this conversation in future episodes. This again was kind of just like an introduction to integrative medicine, um, integrative therapy, what that might look like and ways that you can maybe start again, finding resources for yourself. Now, you know, the key words, right? Um, this is something that you can easily look up. This is stuff that you can find books on. Um, there are great courses on this stuff. If you're a great courses fan and I am, there are some awesome, great courses out there with integrative healing, natural healing, um, content. So this, if anything that I said today, um, spoke to you, piqued your interest, you want to learn more. Of course, again, future episodes, I really plan to be there. I, I plan to show up and help you and guide you more. But again, also use the internet. The internet's freaking awesome, y'all. There are so much there there are so many resources out there that we can tap into and use. And looking up integrative medicine, looking up integrative therapy or holistic therapy to kind of give you an idea of, oh my gosh, yeah, I've been wanting to go to therapy, but I don't want, I don't want to be on medication yet. Like I'm afraid that my, my therapist is just going to refer me to a psychiatrist. Look for a holistic therapist, look for a therapist that is certified in integrative health, right? Look at your options, see what's out there because there are so many clinicians that can have a unique set of skills that can fit your needs. So as always, um, if you have any questions, if you're really interested now in like, what is Ayurveda or what is TCM or tell me about acupuncture or acupressure, I got you. Um, just drop me a line. My email address is hello.therapytalk, one word. So hello.therapytalk at gmail.com. Um, I would love to hear from you guys and hear what, uh, what you think and any suggestions, any ideas for future episodes. Um, thank you so much for listening. Again, my name is Caroline Schratz. Um, as always, check out my show notes. It's got links to all sorts of mental health resources. If anyone is having any scary thoughts, feeling overwhelmed, if anything that I said today spoke to you and you're like, you know what, I'm ready to start my, my therapy journey. I've got resources that make finding a therapist easy and accessible and affordable. So check all of those things out. Um, please let me know if you have any questions or need anything else, but I wish you all a wonderful evening, a wonderful weekend and week. And yeah, thanks for listening everyone. And I hope to see you again soon. I hope you'll drop in soon. I don't know. 
I'm rambling. It's late. Have a great night, you guys. See you next time. Bye.